Good morning. 12 minutes after 9 o'clock. It's the 21st day of February. And of course the year is 2023. They say we're going to get some rain today. Looks okay outside at the moment. Currently 48 degrees, headed up to 55. Our high today. But Liz, did you look at the next few days? Oh, yes, I did. 72 tomorrow, 75 on Thursday. Well, yesterday the high for Thursday was 78, so I guess we'll see how far it really takes itself. Okay. Well, anyway, but um, really, until Friday, we're supposed to have some degree of rain. I'm all right with some good warm rain. I like that kind of weather. Yeah, well... I'm trying to get my yard and, um, you know, recovered from the winter and that sort of thing and ready to grow and be springful and all that. Yeah. It's hard to do that in the when it's all wet. It needs it, though. Uh, yeah, We're it sprinkling uh, wildflowers all over our backyard this year and getting some, some bumblebee action going. There you go. Yeah. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome. It is uh, 970 WATH, Party Line. And um, all sorts of things we can go over today, and uh, we even found a couple of special reports. Some are funny, some are not, but uh, that's that's the way life is, isn't it? Let's do um, all the historical things, as we customarily do when we're having a free-for-all. Um, in the year 1173, Pope Alexander III canonizes Thomas Becket. Archbishop of Canterbury. In the year 1613 on this date, Michael Romanov, son of Patriarch of Moscow, elected first Russian Tsar of the House of Romanov. 1804 on this very date, the first locomotive Richard um, Trevichix runs for the first time along the t- tramway of the Penydaran Ironworks, which is in Wales. You know, we, we were up in Nelsonville last evening, and we I was showing some things to a friend, and, and I took them over to see the few cars parked there near Rocky Boots that are part of the Hocking Valley Scenic Railroad. Yeah. And I was telling them what a fun little thing that was. And, you know, you take a short little trip and, oh, like it can be a club, the Rotary Club or the Kiwanis Club or the Chamber of Commerce or whatever uh, that gets together and does this little trip and up to Logan or so and back and I've always wanted to go on one of those uh, well, trains. They do murder mysteries I'll take every you. year. I'll take you. I want to go to a murder mystery one. Okay, I I we need to make sure they t- give us all their um 
what am I trying to say, dates and special events. Yeah. Call them and say, make sure we're on your list so that we can Cool. share that with our audiences. A whole Power 105 trip. W-A-T-H-W-X-T-Q trip. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, anyway, um, but then, you know, of course, what comes to mind is this terrible accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, immediately. Um, With the train cars in... um, It was on the... um, uh, East Palestine. East Palestine, and then there was one near Detroit as well, and then another in Houston. Yeah. Uh, By far the most severe, uh, the East Palestine. Yeah. Gosh. Thing, but um, anyway, they. Um, I don't know. There's just so many different um, um, currently things going on about um, railroads, but um, I, I I like it, folks. By the way, um, we're reworking our phone system, so I apologize. Once in a while, we get a call here, and we can't take it uh we're we um we're just getting um all the little last um there's actually there's kind of a lengthy list of things to be done <laughs> and um our our engineers um are in it being pulled in about 16 different directions so i apologize anyway first locomotive on this date 1804 1916, World War One, Battle of Verdun, or is it Verdun? V- V-E-R-D-U-N. I've always heard Verdun. Okay. Begins with a German offensive. Leads to an estimated one million casualties. Gosh. And becomes the longest battle of the entire war, which in that battle lasted nine months. That's insane. During World War One. 1922, on this day, Britain declares Egypt a sovereign state. 1972, Richard Nixon becomes the first U.S. president to visit China, normalizing relations between the countries in a meeting with Chinese leader Mao Zedong in Beijing. I had tiny bit to do with that tiny bit with nixon visiting china yeah anyway do you sway his decision to go no nothing like that nothing no, no just um it was when i was in the service mm-hmm. and i was in intelligence and all that stuff and that's about as far as i can go oh i see all right um let's do some birthdays <coughs> okie dokie i'm ready Alan Rickman, or is it Reichman? R-I-C-K-M-A-N, forgive me. He was born on this date in 1946. He died in 2016. An English actor ah. known for his deep voice. Deep voice, huh? Um, he trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London and is a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company, which is a really big um, performing theater company. The, um, (coughs) excuse me. Um, Oh, he was Snape, duh. He was Snape in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, he passed. Yes, in 2016. 
And how would you think his name is pronounced? Um, I'd say Rickman, but that's probably the American coming out in me. He is Mm -hmm. English, after all. All right. um, Let's see here. The next famous birthday that we have to mention is that of Nina Simone. Oh, oh, love her. She was born in uh, 1933 and died in 2003. She is just so... now, now, how did me. you know her, of her, as as what? Um, so just, I mean, a really, really great, I mean, musician of, I can't even pin a genre to her, jazz, R&B, gospel, blues, folk, classical, she's, yeah. she's, she's it all, she's got it all. I used to go to a girls rock camp a few years when I was growing up here, still a kid, and they introduced me to Nina Simone, and she's just a really powerful woman, man, I, I, I like her stuff a lot. Alrighty. Well, I wish we had a way to uh, search our music database and play one of her songs. I don't know if we have any, Nina. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll see if we can't figure that out in the next day or two. Okay, the next one. And this is there's a girl in town that looks very similar to this person. Anyway, uh, this person is Elliot Page, mm-hmm. and uh, she's celebrating her 36th birthday today. I believe she is he. They have transitioned. Their name is now Elliot. And okay. That's, a, that's an old picture. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think I understand, but I'll let it go. Um, then the last uh, famous birthday is that of Robert Mugabe, who was born in 1924, died in 2019. Robert Mugabe, M-U-G-A-B-E. Now, give us um, a little background on him. Robert Mugabe was a Zimbabwean revolutionary and political, or, oh, and politician, excuse me, who served as prime minister of Zimbabwe. Uh, that is from 1980 to 1987, and then as president from 1987 to 2017. The, um, we have two famous deaths to share with you. That is to say these people died on this date. Um, boy, I can remember doing this show so many different times. The Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, Anne Frank died on this date in 1945. Incidentally, she was born in 1929, so you do the math there. She wasn't very old. Um, And, of course, um, um, her story was about being Jewish Mm -hmm. in a German um, time in Germany when... They were just totally against the Jews and all of that, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I'm probably going to be embarrassed here, but the next one, this name doesn't mean anything to me. So you're going to educate me. Frederick Banting, B-A-N-T-I-N-G. He was born in 1891, and he died in 1941. Frederick mm. Banting, who was he? He's a Canadian scientist, Sir Frederick uh, Banting. Wait a minute. 
a comedian scientist. Oh, did, did I say comedian? Yes. Canadian scientist. Oh. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking there's... I'm He's a, just a funny scientist. Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> um, it looks like on top of being a Canadian medical scientist, physician, he was also a painter, and a Nobel laureate noted? Oh, um, laureate. Ah, I see. Nobel laureate noted as co-director, oh, of insulin and and therapeutic medicine. Wow. Okay. Very important. Yeah, very important. By the way, I just saw a blurb here. It says Billy Graham uh, died on this date. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, those are some of the historical things we can bring up. Um, we've got a lot of things here. Some of them are meant to be um, amusing and humorous and that sort of thing. Others are far more serious. Um, Let's see. First off, the Supreme Court is hearing two cases this week that could redefine the rules of online speech and content moderation. The two cases deal with how social media companies have handled terrorist content and argue the companies should be held responsible for their um, algorithms. I always have trouble with this word. Algorithms. (laughs) Boy, that's hard. So, going on, at the heart of the Gonzalez versus Google is Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Regulations that treat Internet companies as publishing intermediaries, meaning they are not liable for content others post. Hmm. The case argues Google violated U.S. anti-terrorism law when YouTube's logarithms, I got it out that time, featured ISIS content as recommended videos. If the court rules against Google, it could force tech platforms to fundamentally change their ranking logarithms or engage in aggressive content moderation. Well, there's two cases, as I mentioned. In the other case, Twitter versus Tamna, something like that, T-A-A-M-N-E-H. Folks, this is not an area I'm an expert on, so um, if I mispronounce something, please forgive me. Anyway, in this other case, Twitter versus Tamna, or Tamna, whatever it is, argues that Google, Twitter, and Facebook violated U.S. anti-terrorism law by knowingly enabling ISIS to maintain some of their contact on their platforms, despite company policies to limit it. Well, a ruling in these cases is expected to occur this summer. So, but it'll be interesting to see what direction it goes. Definitely. Turkey, Syria, um, 
at least six people were killed and hundreds more feared to be trapped under a new rubble as a pair of major aftershocks hit southern Turkey and northern Syria yesterday. Oh, so this is even after their second 1.5 earthquake. That's my understanding. Wow, they're really, they're really getting it bad. That's awful. The shocks that occurred yesterday uh, came two weeks after another earthquake claimed almost 45,000 lives. Yeah. Dozens of already weakened buildings are believed to have collapsed in the 6.3 and then the 5.8 magnitude quakes. That's insane. The seismic jolt hit Turkey's Fatay, Hatay, H-A-T-A-Y. Forgive my not knowing the proper pronunciation, but that's a province near the Mediterranean coast. Atop the juncture of the African and Anatolian tectonic plates. Over 6,000 aftershocks have been recorded since the 7.8 magnitude quake that occurred February 6th, keeping the 1.6 million Turks in temporary shelters on edge. Well, Turkey, the country, estimates over 100,000 structures have been damaged or destroyed out of the 2.5 million located in the affected area. Leaders have announced a plan to rebuild these areas within a year at an estimated cost of $25 billion. On Sunday, let's see, where's my phone? It's making noise. Let me tell it to ignore that. Okay, on Sunday, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken toured the leveled region and uh, thus far as they've been they've committed 100 million dollars in aid to turkey and syria okay you know what today is uh tuesday what else um okay i'm gonna make a gesture fat day oh it's fat tuesday yeah oh I totally forgot. Okay, Mardi Gras, right? (laughs) Ah, dear. Let me... I should remember to turn that off, but I didn't. Um, Okay, Fat Tuesday. Today is Fat Tuesday. Cities around the world are set to celebrate Mardi Gras today. The final day before the Christian fasting and religious observance period of Lent begins. Mardi Gras is the culmination of carnival season, which officially began or begins January 6th of each year, the 12th day after Christmas. New Orleans, have you been there? Never. I would love to go someday, though. It is so fun. I bet and friendly yeah and and, well i'll i'll leave it there new orleans home to the best known fat tuesday festivities in the u.s is poised to see at least one million visitors and up to one billion dollars in revenue as it brings back its full slate of events 
after canceling them back in 21 um, and uh, because of COVID, of course. Mm -hmm. And then even last year, it was a, a shrunken version of yeah, it, if yeah. you will. So this is their first year back in full speed. That's correct. That is very exciting. I have a couple friends that, well, pen pals even, that live uh, in New Orleans, but I've never been. I'd like to. Let's see here. The city's iconic cruise, K-R-E-W-E-S, Mardi Gras Focus Social Clubs, have returned to the streets and will culminate with a parade by the crews of Rex and Zulu today. And once again, crews is spelled K-R-E-W-E-S. I don't remember that word. Anyway, they say you can watch it on television and or live streams and all that sort of thing. And I guess most of that started at uh, around 7 o'clock this morning. Yeah, they, I think they go for all day. And then some. Okay. Let's see what else we've got here. Um, oh, the Alec Baldwin thing. Oh, yeah. Any, there's new news on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, the charges were downgraded. Mm hmm And... Um, That's, I, I think that's the major item. Downgraded to what? Um, instead of a possible five-year sentence, um, and, and this, we're talking about Alec Baldwin, the actor, and um, Rust, they call, I think it's a woman, um, she's the film armorer. I thought Rust was the name of the show that they were filming. Okay, I don't know. You're probably you're probably on this better than <laughs> I am. Anyway, both of them were f being faced with a possible five year sentence if they're found guilty. Um, now they are both still charged. But with involuntary manslaughter, which could carry an 18-month sentence. But um, there's a, a good bit of conjecture this morning that, um, that this will be resolved without them. I would assume so. With the amount of money they both have, I don't oh, see them doing that. It's, it's not money. It is. Okay. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? It's, um, whoops. I can't get my pages separated. There we go. Sao Paulo, Brazil. At least 40 people killed there after um, heavy rain triggers flooding and landslides. I am, um, I'm very high on Brazil. I like Brazil. Also never been. Have some friends there, though. Several cities canceled carnival celebrations there because of it. 
And um, the Cyclone Freddy is what brought all this heavy rain and all. And um, they say it currently is equivalent to a Category 4 hurricane. Wow. And next in its path, Madagascar and then Mozambique. All right. Well, let's let's um, let's put this away. Um, we've got another story now. We're working out of the uh, New York Times, and um, it says the opioid crisis doesn't need to be this bad. It's another example of America's surprising resistance to effective treatments. So, what about underused treatments? It's a public health crisis that kills hundreds of Americans daily. Effective treatments could bring down the death toll, but many doctors and patients are not using those treatments. Regular newsletter readers might think that this author of this article, that he's talking about COVID. But the description also applies to drug overdoses. They don't get nearly as much attention, but they are a similarly major public health problem. And they have neglected solutions. (coughs) Excuse me. They go on to say more than 100,000 Americans die each year from overdoses, mostly from opioids. That's according to the CDC. And uh, they released a report about this just last week. That figure is higher than the toll from gun and car crash deaths combined. Well, medications like methadone and buprenorphine, something like that, can sharply reduce deaths among opioid addiction patients. Only about a quarter of people who could benefit from these treatments are actually receiving them. Decades into the overdose crisis, tens of thousands of people whose lives might be saved are instead dying from opioids. Well, you know, America's addiction epidemic did not have to unfold this way. And it highlights the health care system's combined resistance to providing addiction care. Yes, treatment can be very expensive. And it's often not covered by insurance. Addiction doctors have complained to me, again the writer of this article, that they can spend hours of their workday on the phone with insurers asking them to pay for a medication. And sometimes insurers say no anyway. Patients have shared similar experiences. Well, 
Guess what? The federal government has sometimes exacerbated the problem. Until last year, doctors had to go through special training and obtain a waiver to be able to prescribe that buprenorphine, the one that was hard for me to pronounce before and now again, the medication for opioid addiction. At the same time, federal officials have failed to enforce laws requiring that insurers cover addiction treatment. Well, what about France? We're talking about the U.S. now, but let's talk about France, which faced its own opioid crisis back in the 80s and the 90s. In 1995, French officials deregulated buprenorphine so more doctors could prescribe it. Over four years, the next four years, so before 2000, overdose deaths fell 79%. Well, in sharp contrast to the U.S., rather than impose extra requirements for addiction care, French officials greatly relaxed rules during the crisis. And through the country's government-run health care system, Officials made sure that the treatment was widely available and paid for. Well, America may have some other problems. Some doctors hold stigmatizing views about addiction and the patients afflicted by it. So they refuse to provide treatment. Many doctors say they lack the confidence to treat addiction because they don't have enough training or access to specialists who can help guide them. Drug users also can resist treatment. Some think of medications for addiction as merely replacing one drug with another. Although experts reject that framing because the medications replace drugs that do harm with drugs that can help. Well, all of these problems lead to the underuse of effective addiction treatments. We could go on with this, but if you'd like, go to the New York Times website and there's much more there. Um, let's see, what else? You know, it's uh, 9.42, and we did bring in some, how do I want to call it, lighter stuff. Um, you know, th these have been pre pretty serious stories this morning. And let me see if I can find some of the stuff I was referring to. What What's the pile I gave you there? This is your um, opiate one. Okay. Now, have you gone through a few of those? This article let, that let we were just reading? Oh, this is the same thing. Yeah, this this is the one I think okay. that you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, there I've been through go. a couple of them there. This is Okay, just so now some of these it might be we shouldn't say on the air. Okay. I I th yeah, so I we, think we, I <laughs> Okay. Uh, th they these are all supposed to be um, humor, okay? Do we have the same sheets? I don't think so. Okay. Um 
and and so we're going to read it to ourselves first mm-hmm. before we share it to you with you just cuz we don't want to offend anyone um let's see here's one I just got my doctor's test results and I'm really upset about it it turns out I'm not going to be a doctor You get it? Yeah, I do. Okay. (laughs) Mine are just facts. Yours are jokes. Okay. Well, then we can trade at some point. You you do a fact, then. Um, Most toilets flush in the note E-flat. Okay. Now, I saw that earlier when I printed it. I wish we could take a mobile mic here out of our studio, go over to either the men's or women's room, flush the toilet, and have a piano E-flat nearby. Well, there's a... I have a tuning app on my phone. It picks up a sound and tells you what note it's in. That would work, too. I think we'll just take their word for it. I think... (laughs) If you know what I mean. I think so. Um... Let's see. I guess this is supposed to be dark humor. Okay. Uh, Here's one. It says, my grief counselor died. He was so good, I don't even care. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Okay. Now, you do a fact. Um, There's one here about ketchup. Ketchup was sold in 1830 as medicine. Yes. I had heard this. It's just so just fermented uh, tomatoes, I assume. Well, whatever ketchup is, in its original form, they were trying to push it off as being having medical um, qualities. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Rather than just great for a hot dog. I don't know if they had hot dogs in 1830. Look it up. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> Let's look it up. Because, you know, it's such an iconic hot dog hamburger thing. When was... Here's, here's uh, my next one. Today, I asked my Siri, my phone Siri, why I am still single, and it activated the front camera. Okay, so here's why... Wait a minute. You didn't get my joke. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Do it, do it again. Okay. I missed it. Today, I asked my phone Siri, why am I still single, and it activated the front camera. okay so here's why they were trying to push it as medicine because so they're pushing it as medicine in the 1830s and it wasn't until 1870 that the hot dog was invented so they just didn't know what to do with it before that okay Hmm. i don't know that for a fact but i assume that how that's how it (laughs) how it came to be all right. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Okay, here, here, this is kind of dumb. I don't have a carbon footprint. I just drive everywhere. (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, Here's one about Nicolas Cage. Okay. Nicolas Cage, you know, the actor, once bought a pet octopus because he sincerely thought it might help with his acting career. Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay, this is really dumb. Even people who are good for nothing have the capacity to bring a smile to your face, like when you push them down the stairs. (laughs) This, This is nuts. Oh, human birth control pills work on gorillas. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. Well, if if there's a... Are we having too many gorillas? I don't know. I don't know why we're testing that on gorillas. That's a, that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> My mom died when we couldn't remember her blood type. As she died, she kept telling us to be positive. But it's hard without her. Be positive. See? <laughs> I think they misunderstood. What a, this is kind of a lousy joke. Um, let's see. Why does... What what does my dad have in common with Nemo? They both can't be found. Aww. These are weird. Um, there was one really interesting one here. Now I cannot. Oh, <clears throat> I'm gonna have to look this one up directly afterwards because I'm not I'm not convinced. Steve Jobs relieved stress by soaking his feet in the Apple Company's toilets. I had seen this somewhere before. So, um, I, I believe it's true. That is so crazy. What a weirdo. In his little turtleneck. Steve okay, Jobs so you're, you're familiar with the Amazon rainforest, right? Yes. Did you know that 20%, 20%, one-fifth of all the Earth's oxygen is produced by the Amazon rainforest? That's a... Uh a good thing to know as we are slowly destroying it. It's a very important piece of uh, the earth that we're going to have a hard time without. Okay, the Soviets. So let's say the, the Russians, okay? They drilled the world's largest, deepest, not the largest, the world's deepest hole into the earth. It took them 14 years to do it. Oh, wow. It is 12,262 meters deep, which is 40,230 feet deep. A hole. There's got to be some sort of repercussion from that, though. Letting out gases in the soil or something? I don't know. For what? Why are they doing it? I don't know. (laughs) But they did it. Well, you know good for them okay these are scientists right yeah okay supposedly not, not just some guys no 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 <laughs> i mean plus the cost to oh do my it. gosh i can't imagine okay the coldest place on earth 
is a high ridge in Antarctica where temperature can dip below minus 133 degrees Fahrenheit. That is insane. I'm sure there's no life up on like those parts. I don't know. I don't know either. What do you got over there? Um, some of these are so inappropriate. Well, then don't do them. <laughs> it actually takes 142.18 licks to reach the center of a Tootsie Pop. 114? 114.18. 100, sorry, 142.18. I think they could have just rounded it off. I mean, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're doing to the candy. Um, <laughs> so typically it takes 114 licks. 142. 142 to... Finish a lollipop. To reach the, the, the uh, Tootsie Pop center of the Tootsie Pop sucker. Oh, it's too confusing. <laughs> okay. Now, 1.3 million Earths could fit inside the sun. Do you see that a piece of the sun broke off recently? No, I missed this. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's all I know, but yeah. Chunk of the sun's missing now. But I'm sure, um, I'm sure it happens all the time. But think of it. 1.3 million things the size of Earth could fit inside. That the, is crazy. The size of the sun. Now, we've had this uh, weird balloon and... Uh, that we thought the Soviets or somebody, who, did, who China. was that? China, that was China, yeah. And then some others since then that have been spotted. Yeah, some other UFO-type deals. Yeah. Well, here's a stat that's interesting. There are about 22,000 man-made objects orbiting around the planet Earth. Yeah, lots of space trash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So say it's um, say it's uh, morning. It's morning. Well, I didn't mean you had to actually say it. Oh. I mean, no, no, it is that, morning. Let's okay. Let's say that it's dark. Okay, it's dark. And the sun starts to um, come up on the horizon. How long does it take for the light to travel from the sun to the earth? Um, oh, I used to know all this light year stuff. Really? Um, yeah, I was super into all sorts of science stuff when I was a kid, and I've, I've lost all the knowledge. Um, I'm going to say an hour. Okay, no. 15 minutes. Uh, well, you're much closer. Anyway, 8 minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> an hour. 8 yeah. minutes, huh? Eight minutes and 20 seconds. It takes eight minutes and 20 seconds for light to travel from the sun to the earth. It's just because we're really, 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 really far away. Yeah. It's neat stuff. Um, let's see here. 9.55 presently. Um, huh. Earth deepest known point 
Would that be a hole? Would that be the hole? Well, I, I don't think they're talking about the same hole as we were earlier. So probably like a, a, a naturally made lowest, deepest point. You would think it would be at the bottom of an ocean. Well, why wouldn't it be deepest known point? How is it worded? Earth's deepest known point. Huh. Deepest known point. <coughs> well, anyway, we'll, go, we'll finish the sentence. Equals 24 and a half Empire State Buildings end to end. How many? 24 and a half. The Empire State Building. Tall building in New York City, right? Yeah. Hmm. I guess that's a lot. It's a weird well, yeah. form of measurement. It's a tall building. <laughs> and does it say where that's at? No. I'm going to guess uh, in, in an ocean. Well... It, it, it's just so weird. It's very bizarre. Okay. There is enough gold in Earth's core to coat its entire surface to a depth of one and a half feet. Whoa. That's a lot of gold. Huh. I don't think gold's as um, valuable as we really pretend like it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is? Yes. Um, yeah. And there's TV shows about it, a regular series. I can't think of the name of it, but... Um, there's those... Uh, I think there's one just called Gold Diggers. I, maybe it is. And they maybe dig for gold. Panning gold's pretty neat. I'd like to try someday. What is it? Panning for gold. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Let's see here. Our galaxy probably contains at least two billion planets like Earth. Yeah. I'm in full support of that. I fully believe that we're not the only, only Earth-likes out there. Do you believe in aliens? I don't know. Hmm. I've enjoyed some, some movies about it. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't know either. I'd like to think so, though. Okay, ants. Little crawlies, right? Mm-hmm. Have colonized almost every landmass on Earth except for Antarctica and a few remote or inhospitable islands. Ants are really cool. They can uh, withstand an awful lot. I have a couple uh, different species ant farms at the house. I really? Just, oh, I just Intentional. think they're so neat. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep I keep insects. I got some spiders and millipedes and whatnot. Did you, did you, did you, can you say they're pets? Yeah, I would say I would say they're my uh, pets. Uh, well, like, what do you do with them? Do you pet them? No, no. I usually don't even hold mine. I I just you know they're just neat to have. You feed them. Liz, you're awesome. <laughs> We're at 9.59, uh, by the way, just yeah. so you don't get cut off. Yep, we got about 30 seconds remaining. And uh, one more here. There are no 24 hours a day. It takes 23 hours, 56 minutes, and 4 seconds the time it takes the Earth to rotate on its axis. Hmm. 
So uh, it's not exactly 24 hours. Folks, if you liked what we're doing today, please rejoin us again tomorrow. I think I'll be here all week. So. We're going to be um, working on get, building our guest list, too, and adding some, um, some new players. So join us, won't you? We love having you. And in the meantime, be careful out there. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.